Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Chicago's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here, and uh, we haven't done this for a while. It's been about three weeks since we've done one of these, and I apologize for that, but it's been nice to be able to get some other projects done that needed to be done, and uh, so I appreciate the grace on that. So I'm going to release the previous content, the previous week's contents for you, and I will explain that in just one second. Well, it's been nice to see all of the past year and what we have done and what we have accomplished here at First Baptist Church. I want to run down that real fast. I know our adult ministries have have had a great time and their discipleship is, has been fantastic and their mentorship to our younger kids has been phenomenal. And I do appreciate all of the volunteers that help out uh, in the children's ministry and the student ministry and, and stuff like that and how they reach back and really make a positive difference in these kids' lives. And when they volunteer in these certain areas. So I really do appreciate all that you do. And I know that our, our other adult ministries and what they, uh, their small groups and, and whatnot, they, they do a great job of, of teaching and leading the Bible. And it's just a great church family to see our adults and what they do and how much they really, truly care for one another. Uh, I know we've had some hurts this past year and some of the things that have happened, but our church family has really rallied behind those who have been hurting and and I really do appreciate all of you. I know in our student ministry we have had a great year. We've had up to 10 10 baptisms and I do believe we have had 12 salvations this year. Uh, Falls Creek was once again just an amazing time and we had a thing called Love Shakota over the summer where we got to step out into the community and do some hard work and do some things for some people. And we're going to do that again next year, but it was just a great time this past summer. And in in the children's ministry, I know Miss Anna said she enjoys uh, all of the kids and all the kids that came to come, and then you can see the church, the the children's ministry actually starting to grow in, in number and spiritual in spiritualness. And I, I do appreciate all the hard work that she does as our children's director. And I do know that over the next year we're going to be starting a one church podcast where we get to take a look at all the different ministries that the church does. And we're going to bring in those ministry leaders and talk with them and enjoy that time uh, of seeing what all of our church has done over the next year and what their goals are, what they're, what they're, what they're trying to reach and, and whatnot. It's going to be a great time. So be on the lookout for that. The One Church Podcast is going to start in January. We're going to be have some signages and stuff like that hanging up all over the church to explain the different ministries that we do here at the church. So be on the lookout for that. If you live in the Shakota area and you do not have a church home and you want to be a part of this church family uh, that we have been talking about over the last few few minutes, um, we have a Sunday school time, a small group time at 945 on Sunday mornings that we'd love for you to be a part of. It's an all-ages small group time. We have, uh, we have Bible study for all different areas. One, uh, one small group that I'd like to point out is that we have a young adult's new Sunday school class it is for ages 18 to 30 and it's whether you're married or single this is, this is for you and it's led by Daniel and Amanda Myers and they are truly excited about what they're doing in their Sunday school time so make sure you come and be a part of that at 9:45 on Sunday mornings 10:55 is our worship time so come and be a part of that on Sunday nights our pastor leads a small group time uh, at six o'clock on Sunday nights and it is just a, a great time of, of hearing him uh, lead, lead us through the Bible and the different topics that uh, God lays on his heart. On Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock, we do have a midweek service. And we have an, it's an all-ages group. Our senior adults, they have a time of prayer uh, in our fellowship hall at 6 o'clock. And then we do have other adult Bible studies as well. Uh, our student ministry meets at 614. 
and we have a time of we we play some games and then we also have a time of worship and another and we have a bible study as well our children's ministry meets at six o'clock and they play and they work in rotations to where they play a game and they work on crafts and they have a bible study time that's all at six o'clock on wednesday nights this wednesday we are not having bible we're not having midweek services this wednesday because it is january 1st enjoy that time with your family in the new year well Today, I'm going to release yesterday's sermon, which is Christmas is for Everyone, which is a title for the upcoming new year and what Jesus has done for us as he was born and he came and he served on this earth and then he died for our sins and then he was resurrected on the third day to give us eternal life with him. And this is a great sermon to be able to explain to someone that Christmas that the gospel is for absolutely everyone, that Jesus loves absolutely everyone from the hardened of criminals to those who think that they are the greatest person on earth. Jesus loves everyone, and we do appreciate those who came and, and saw that, but if you do want, but if you did, we're not able to listen to it. Here it is, is Pastor Steve's concluding his Christmas series, Christmas is for everyone. Christmas is for all people. When you look in Scripture, when you look in Luke chapter 2, grab your Bibles and go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says this, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for, say it with me, all people. Luke 2 Verse 25 says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting on the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms, praising God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised... You now dismiss your service, your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of, say it with me, all people. Christmas is for everybody. It's for all people. And I want you to know today that God shines his goodness on all people. I think sometimes we as Christians think that we are God's favorite people. I think sometimes we as Americans think God loves us better than he loves anybody else. Guys, listen, God shines his goodness on all people. It's called common grace. God, look what Job said. Job said, there is, is there any place God's light does not shine? Of course there's not. There's no place that God's light doesn't shine. Look what, what he says. He causes the sun to rise on the evil, the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. We may think that we're God's favorite. You may think that that God loves you more than he loves anybody else. It's simply just not true. God loves you. Now listen to me. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you. He loves you so much he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you. But listen, he loves you as much as he loves the, the worst person you can find in McAllister Prison. God loves them. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Psalms 145.9, God has compassion on every thing, every person he has made. Look what the Bible says in Titus 3 and 4. But when the kindness and the love of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Talking about Jesus Christ. Not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. 
Listen, Christmas is for everybody. Jesus Christ is for everybody. I know there's, there's different uh, ethnicities, there's, there's different races of people. I mean, there, there's some who, who are so antagonistic towards God, but God's common grace is for all. And let's look at verse or number two, point two. God showers his love on all people. Each day the Lord pours out his love on me. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and I assume everybody in the, in, in the room should, should raise their hand on this, but how many of you have taken a shower? If the person next to you has not raised their hand, you have the right to move away from them, okay? I think everybody in this room has taken a shower. I love my shower. You know, we bought a house that was handicap accessible. We moved into it a few months ago. I love my shower. You know why? Because it has two shower heads. Now, I'm a big guy, all right? And I can move around in a shower. It, when you go to Falls Creek, sometimes some of the cabins that we've had in the past, listen, I don't like to take a shower when the water is just dribbling out. Does anybody in here like that? No, I even like that, that rainforest type of shower thing that's up above me that just dumps water on me. I like that. I like a lot of water when I'm taking a shower. I like, I like water pressure. I like to, it feels almost like you're at the car wash, right? And you're just spraying yourself off. I like that. Listen, this verse is, is talking about God pours his love out on me. God doesn't just dribble it out, guys. No, each day the Lord pours. I mean, I'm a chocolate milk drinker. Hillary is a chocolate milk drinker. Debbie doesn't drink chocolate milk. If Debbie drinks chocolate milk, she, she, she'll, she'll get almond milk, which isn't really milk. I don't even understand how you call that milk. But you get this almond milk, and she'll take one little dab of chocolate, put it in there. It doesn't even change the color of the milk. She'll stir it up, and I'm like, what are you doing? Hillary and I, we get, we get this little Hershey's thing, and I mean, I use half the bottle. She uses half the bottle. It, it, it is, it's, it's so dark. The milk is so dark. I mean, it's like, I like it that way. That, I pour my chocolate. Do you like to go to Brahms? Who wants, when you go to Brahms and you get a Sunday, who wants one little dab of hot fudge on it? Anybody? No. No, I'm sorry, sir. You need to take that Sunday back and you need to pour hot fudge on that ice cream. I want so much hot fudge it melts the ice cream, right? Listen, get that picture in your mind because that's the type of love that God pours out on you and on everybody. He doesn't just dribble it out. And, and, and how do we know that God loves us? Because love pays attention. God pays attention to you. Look at this verse of Scripture. Job says, but he knows the way that I am going, and he pays attention to it. Talking about God. Job said, God knows the way I'm going, and he pays attention to it. God knows where you're headed. God knows what you're doing. He pays attention to you. He hasn't forgotten you. Listen, it's like, and I use this so many times, but it's like that older couple that's driving in that pickup, right? The man's sitting over here, and the lady's sitting over here. This young truck come by, or young truck, this young couple come by driving a truck, this F-150, and I mean, she's snuggled up right underneath that, that kid's arm. He's got his arm around her and his hand over the wheel. He's just driving, and they're just snuggled up. Looks like one person with two heads, Right? Little lady sitting over here, she says, you remember when we used to sit that close to each other? He looks at her and says, honey, I didn't move. <laughs> God doesn't move. You and I move. You and I slide across that seat in front of the cab of the truck. And we find ourselves on the other side of the cab of that truck. 
God knows the way that I'm going, and he pays attention to it. Look what Isaiah says. Can a nursing mother forget her child and have no compassion on her son? Even these may forget. Isaiah says, even a nursing mother, she may forget. But God says, I will not forget you. Our God doesn't lie. He has not forgotten you. He will not forget you. He will not turn his back on you. Love pays attention, but it also takes action. Love takes action. And let me, let me just, let me go back here real quickly. Love pays attention. Husbands, if you're not paying attention to your wife, quit telling them you love them. Because love pays attention. And wives, same for you. Dads, if you're not paying attention to your children, quit telling them you love them because love pays attention. Let's move on. Love also takes action. Look what the Bible says. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. God took action. Love takes action. God took action, what? By sending his son, Jesus Christ, into the world for you, for all of us. But God shares the pain of all people. Now, now listen, in 2020, all of us in this room are going to go through some type of hurt. All of us in this room are going to go through pain. All of us in this room is going to go through difficulty. And it's not just physical. It can be emotional. It can be physical. It can, it, 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 there's all different types of pain. We're all going to go through pain. But God shares your pain with you. He who forms the hearts of all considers everything they do. You know what that's telling us? God knows you. He formed your heart. And he knows how you think. He knows why you do what you do. Look at this passage of Scripture in Hebrews. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus understands what you're going through. He understands the pain that you're going through, be it emotional, be it physical, be it mental, be it this, this pain of you feel abandoned, everyone has just left you. God understands your hurt. He understands your pain. I love this passage of Scripture. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. We did not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit Himself, intercedes for us through wordless groans. Someone in the room, Andy, thank you for that amen, but someone in this room, others in this room ought to say amen because, listen, I'm thankful that I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me even when I'm hurting and I don't know what to say, even when I don't know which way to turn. We have the Holy Spirit interceding inside of us with wordless groans to the Father, saying, Father, here's Steve. Father, he's presenting us to the Father. I'm so thankful. Jesus is presenting us to the Father and the Holy Spirit is, is, is interceding on our behalf through wordless groans. Look at this passage of Scripture. This is, now, this is from the message. I don't use the message much when I preach, but I loved how it read. You've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered into your ledger, each ache written in your book. Oh, someone, listen, today you're hurting. Physical pain. Emotional pain, pain of abandonment, 
I mean, you, you, there's all different types of pain and you're hurting. God knows your pain and he deals, he, he enters into your pain with you. He'll go into the furnace with you. He goes into the den with you. You've, you've kept track of my every toss. How many of you have had some sleepless nights? God says, I keep track of every toss and turn through sleepless nights. Many of us have gone through sleep studies, right? You know, and as you go through the sleep study, they, they test how many times you, you breathe and how many times you toss and you turn. I went through a sleep study, and my breathing wasn't so bad. It's just I turned 760-something times every hour. Now, imagine her sleeping in bed with me. She's like, would you get out of bed? I flip, I turn, I toss, I fl- I mean... I don't know if you, I'm not a good sleeper, but listen, God keeps track of every toss. God keeps track of every sleepless night you have, every tear you shed. He keeps it in his ledger. Every ache he writes in his book. He loves you so much. He cares about you so much. He hasn't forgotten you. He has created you. You are his craftsmanship. He's the potter. You're the clay. And he understands how we think, how we tick, what we do. He gets it. Christmas is for everybody. Jesus is for everybody. And when you don't know what to say, just say the name of Jesus. Just say Jesus. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, just say Jesus. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. When you're hurting, when you feel brokenhearted, those are moments when you're closer to the Lord than ever before. God sacrificed his son for all people, for everybody. God sacrificed his son for all people, not just for Americans, not just for Jewish people. You realize God sacrificed his son for the Muslims, for the atheist? God sacrificed his son for everybody. Christ gave himself to redeem the whole human race. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised from the dead. When God took his son and he sacrificed his son, he did it for everybody. That's why racism is such a, a slap in the face of God, I think. Racism is nothing more than us thinking that, 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 that we're better than someone else or, or we're, we're, we're more loved by God or, or we're a superior race. Than a, there's no place for racism of any kind because Jesus Christ died for everybody. Even that neighbor that lives just down the section from you that, that doesn't like you and you don't like them, Jesus died for them. For Charles Manson, he died for. For Jim Jones, who who had hundreds of people drink a Kool-Aid because he claimed to be Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died for him. Here's my last point before we take the Lord's Supper. God will share his home with all who believe and receive his son. God will share his home with us. Yet for all who received him, for all those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For all who receive him. You go, well, Brother Steve, how do I receive him? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For all who receive him, for all those who believe in his name, he'll give you the right to become children of God. He will share his home with you. God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. What is right? What is right is this. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. The right thing is when we surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ and say, here I am. I call upon your name. I'm a sinner. I was born separated from you because of my sin. And I ask you to come into my life and to save me. God doesn't show favoritism. He's not like us. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Calling upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. We're about to enter into a new year. What would be a better thing to do than to give your heart to Jesus Christ and start out 2020 as a child of God. Thank you again for listening to today's message. Join us again next Sunday as Pastor Steve will return to start a new series with us as he delivers a message from God. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at shakotafbc.com or you can download our app. Search in your search engine for church app-tithely.